You're listening to The Air Attack with BC The Man on HasBeenSports.com. I know. Hey, what's up, guys? The Attack is brought to you by Fable Label. Come on to the timeless popularity of the T-shirt with modern, innovative designs, allowing you to stand up from the crowd today. If you're not a fan of Fable Label, trust me, you soon will be. If not, I'm wearing Fable Label right now. So can you. Check them out at FableLabel.com. Shout out to Hasman Sports down in Nashville. Um, we got a busy week here. i got a new world champion. There's a new Uber story, which has gone pretty much viral. We'll get to that a little bit later. College football. Um the college football playoff rankings are out. Everybody's all a tizzy as if it means anything right now. Um, but a couple of things before we get to that. First of all, Chloe and Lamar and James, apparently. Somehow, Chloe Kardashian has got us all wondering what the fuck is going on with her. And like, I, I gotta be honest with you, I'm even curious myself because I really don't care what these people do. But Chloe Kardashian is like half of her life right now is the good wife as she sits in a hospital next to Lamar Odom. But then she goes to James Harden's basketball game, so it's like you got the good wife on one end and the basketball wife on the other end. It's absolutely crazy. You know, she's on basketball wives and the good wife at the same time in her own mind. We're all supposed to try to figure out which one is real and which one is fake, and I'm not even sure she knows. She she may have convinced herself she can actually play the good wife and the NBA girlfriend all in the public eye at the same time, and we're all just going to think it's okay. I have no idea. My God. I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. And I can't, I can't sit here and wonder about it. It doesn't affect my life enough that, you know, every time you, you, know, you look on TMZ or something else, you're getting mixed signals about who she's actually with. It's fucking ridiculous. Oh, my God. And you know what's interesting about this thing? This is one thing I do find curious about the whole situation. Who's the one person you haven't seen comment or be anywhere near a hospital this whole time? Caitlyn Jenner. I know it's tough. Listen, when you're, when you're Glamour's Woman of the Year... <laughs> when you're glamour, when you're glamour magazine's woman of the year, I know you got busy, you got a lot of stuff to do. I know you're very busy. I laugh. Listen, I know a lot of people are pissed off that Caitlyn Jenner being the woman of the year. I, I, my first reaction is that it's just, it, I'm sorry, that's funny. I, I, you know what? You can think whatever you want about me. That's funny. It is. A lot of a lot of women are really pissed off about it. I just I just think about this like. Man, our grandkids are going to laugh their ass off at us. I mean, this is really fucking crazy. But you would think there'd be at least a tweet to the effect of, you know, I'm sending up prayers. Even if it was just a very vague tweet, not even specifically to Lamar. I mean, nothing. I mean, you're talking about your stepdaughter and her. They're still married. Everybody else found the time. I mean, Chris Jenner's the Antichrist, and she even found time to go to the hospital to act just like pretend like she cared. Let him take a picture of her smoking a cigarette like she's really nervous outside and everything. Whatever, you know? Caitlyn Jenner hasn't made any mention. That that should tell you right there that there's a problem there. We probably and I, I'm sure we can all connect the dots and, and know what the problem is. Maybe there's a little too much of a distraction, um, so to speak, if uh, if Miss Caitlyn was to stop by. Just just putting it out there. Just just a thought. Um, something else that's interesting. And here's a guy that I followed on Twitter for a while now. This was years ago. You know, while the air attack was still a thing, I was involved with a website that just. Just basically, and this happens a lot of times with internet radio. It's unfortunate, but it does. They just went away. That's the best way I can describe it. I, the guy who ran the website is still around. I still see him. He tweets and posts on Facebook regularly. He's doing other things. I don't know what they are. And I never really heard from him. He just went away. Not that they didn't cut ties with me. They just went away altogether. And so, obviously, my, you know, my show stopped being posted there. It would have been nice if they actually let me know, but they didn't. 
and they were affiliated with a bunch of professional athletes. So I guess, like me, were told certain things that were going to happen and how much the thing was going to grow and how big it was going to be and blah, blah, blah. Which, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here I'm crying your river about that. That shit happens all the time. That's fine. But it was like Brian Russell was one of the athletes. Um, Robert Griffith was one of the athletes. There's a, a Cedric Sabalos was one of them. And David Justice. So I follow those guys on Twitter. And David Justice doesn't really tweet that much, but I noticed something yesterday. He was going off about something, and he was talking about Halle Berry and her, you know, soon-to-be ex-husband, or I guess I don't know, they're, they're in the middle of a divorce. Halle Berry's getting divorced again. I know, surprising. Okay, I don't know what this is for her. Three or four. Legally, she shouldn't be allowed to get married again. After like three or four people, you're just wasting everyone's time. I'm sorry. It's ridiculous. No one at the, at the wedding's going to take you seriously on like your fourth or fifth marriage, and that's enough already with her. And he, of all people, goes off on Twitter. Now, remember something. They were a big-time couple, and it ended badly. That happens. I mean, the best example of that would be, like, Charlie Sheen, right? Charlie Sheen was just, I mean, ripped the shit out of his exes while they were going through divorces. You know, whatever. The problem here is that David Justice got accused of abusing her, including physically. Okay, now, she apparently never specifically said who who hit her and, I guess, left, she left her deaf in one ear or half-deaf in one ear, whatever. Okay? But she never said it wasn't him. And apparently that really pissed him off. And it's been like two decades. And he is really, really unhappy. Okay? And he made some good points, though. She's had the same problems with different guys and these dramatic breakups. And she's the only common denominator. So basically, you know, they break up. She somehow puts out the word that there's, you know, quote-unquote abuse there from an ex. And lets everyone think that it's, that it's him. Then says years later, hey, I never said it was him. You know, with that sort of passive-aggressive bullshit. If you want an example of that, of, of, of how that could really piss somebody off, Steve Williams, Tiger Woods' old caddy. Steve Williams has a book coming out this week. It just came out Monday or Tuesday. And he said that he was furious with Tiger's people for letting everyone think that he was in on all the cheating and the affairs, and he begged them to set the record straight, and they wouldn't do it. So, you know, did Halle Berry go around and, and flat out say it? And apparently she didn't because TMZ did some research and said, no, she never actually said it. She actually came out and defended herself. She defended herself against making the accusations earlier this week, said, I never said that about David. But David Justice's point is everyone thought it and you let him think it and you never corrected him. And that's maybe not as bad as saying I did it, but it's close enough. Here's what he says. Hallie was mad at me leaving the relationship, so she and her Hollywood team just tried to destroy my character. It had to be my fault, right? And he goes and lists all the exes. They were all her knight in shining armor until it ends. Then we all become the worst guys in history. I can tell you for a fact, this goes on. Okay, I've been through this more than once, and I'm glad David Justice said something about that. Okay? Goes on to say, just wait, Olivier, it's coming. She insinuated that her daughter wasn't safe around Gabriel, blah, blah, blah. These are all ex-boyfriends of hers. Bottom line is this. I'm glad David Justice did this because this is a major league baseball player going through this. This isn't just some regular guy. This is a guy, MLB, you know, all-star. I think he got what? One world championship with the Braves. I think he won at least one with the Yankees, right? And even he had to go through this shit. And it's been like 20 years and he's still fucking bothered by it. Okay? So for some, you know, for some women, yes. When you leave a girl, that's the worst fucking thing you can do to them. And they cannot handle being, just can't handle being broken up with. But you know what? G calling him abusive and bad-mouthing him, uh, you know, that may be her, their, her way of getting back at him, whatever, that's their revenge. Let me tell you who does that. A fucking sociopath. That's fucked up. You don't, you don't accuse a guy of being abusive unless he really is. I'm sorry. That's fucked up. You're doing a disservice to the guys who really are abusive. I, I, I'm sorry. That's completely fucked up. You know, you break up, things don't work out. You know, whatever. 
Don't call the guy abusive. If someone's calling a guy that you dated abusive after the fact, you got to set the record straight. You can't let a guy go around, go on with, with that kind of stigma. That's fucking pathetic. You know, that, I'm sorry, but she's, you know what? I mean, and she, look, she's talented. I'm not saying, you know, she's not saying she's not. She's very good looking. Okay. But she's pushing 50 and she's still fucking acting like this. I'm just telling you guys, this stuff goes on all the time. Okay. I even had a conversation with a guy when the Rucker situation was going down, that receiver Carew, when he was suspended to what went down with those, with that girl or two girls or whatever. Turns out he didn't do it. The girl said he did it. So basically, the girl said that he shoved her. He didn't do it. But she was unhappy because there was another girl in the picture. So she decided she's just going to accuse him of, you know, doing one of the worst things a guy can do. And that is just, you know, you know, be, hey, he beat me up. And I talked to a guy whose son plays in that team. Play, he plays for Rutgers. And he said, listen, I had to talk to my son a couple times about, you know what? With these girls, once they turn on you, watch out. You know, it's just a kid playing at Rutgers. But yeah, have you even happened to David Justice? Even David Justice. And it's been two fucking decades and he's pissed off. Meanwhile... Meanwhile, this girl cycles through relationship after relationship, and it's the same shit every fucking time. The guy's great, then there's a huge drama with the breakup, and then he's the worst guy in the world. Every fucking time. The guy's got to take a hit here, too. Once you see a girl go through this a couple times, you know what? Enough. You know, you think you're not going to be the next one? You get with a girl, and the first thing she does is want to tell you how mean and awful and nasty and and everything else that her ex-boyfriend was. Look out. That's probably going to be you next. Just saying. Some girls are real. Some girls are real good at that, and apparently Halle Berry is really good at it too. I mean, she's you know the fact that she's dropped that gorgeous doesn't hurt, but I couldn't believe that. I'm just looking at Twitter. Look at David Justice just go, just fucking go off. I mean, it's been two decades. So you think this doesn't bother guys, girls? It does. Okay, it does. And in the end, you could come out looking real bad by bad mouthing guys who really you know didn't do anything to you, and God or God forbid they actually did something for you, then you really gonna look like an asshole. Um, so, but Halle Berry, please, please, nobody marry Halle Berry. Just please, no one marry her ever again. Please. For the sake of her, her kids, and just all of us, please. My goodness. Um, what do you want to get to next? Let's get to, uh, let's get to the World Series, actually. You know, the way to sum up this World Series was very simple. First of all, the better team won. I'm sorry. I mean, Mets fans, it's not, it's not a, a diss on you. It's not a diss on your team. You know, your team did very well in the playoffs, had some great moments. Um... Including what was on its way to being a really great moment in the game five before the, before the roof just fell in. Oh my god! Um, the best way I can sum it up: the Mets were bad at everything the Royals were good at. I mean, you want to start with fielding? You know, that's one of the Royal strengths. Um, look how the World Series started. Okay, the first ball that was put in play by the Royals turns into an inside the park home run because Cespedes basically drop kicks it down the uh, left field line. Okay, for an inside the park home run for Escobar. And look how it ended. The tying run in game five was scored on an aggressive base running play by Hosmer. Yeah, it was an aggressive base running play. But let's face it, a good throw would have gotten him. I said on Twitter that a good throw didn't necessarily get him. I got. I have to go back on that now. Just, I just have to, I have to come clean. I got to be honest. I was wrong. A good throw would have gotten him, but that was one of the worst throws in history from Lucas Duda. I mean, that was awful. If he's trying to throw to the cameraman behind home plate, maybe that was a good throw. I mean, my God. So it just started. It was like a bookend exhibition of just really bad defense from the Mets, okay? You got the catcher for the Royals, Sal Perez. That's the MVP. How about the catcher for the Mets? How about the catcher for the Mets? Travis Darno. that was basically like, I mean, there must have might well have been a fucking crossing guard from first to second. I mean, a single was a double in that series. 
Especially towards the end. I mean, they realized at the end they had no respect for him. I mean, he couldn't throw anybody out. Mets fans are looking for Ron Hodges back there. Say, listen, give me that guy back. Give me Ed Hearn again. Holy shit. I mean, he was awful. I know he's young. He can get better. You can, you can get better at that. I mean, Jorge Posada was not a very good defensive catcher early, and he got better as time went on. He actually got much better. You know, you got to work on it, but you can get better. But, I mean, and I know the kid can hit, too. He's not a bad player, but can't have a catch behind home plate that can't throw anybody out. I'm sorry. And then, especially when you're playing a World Series against the most aggressive base running team in all of baseball. Let's face it, that was that was just a bad matchup. Their base running against against that defensive catching was a hard was really was a nightmare matchup. To be honest with you, was really an uh, was really a nightmare matchup to, to not have a good defensive catcher back there against Kansas City is really terrible. And that, and this is with a really good pitching staff. Imagine if you didn't have a good pitching staff. Imagine if your starters weren't pitching that well. The starters did pretty well here. Um, and you know I know the Mets almost had their you know. You know, legendary, you know, sort of signature moment. That was a signature moment for Matt Harvey going back out there in the ninth inning. It just didn't work out very well. Um, and the bullpens, okay? The Royals' bullpen is pretty much unhittable. Um, Mets could not handle it. The Mets' bullpen, by contrast, was shaky at best. And a closer that had three blown saves in the World Series, the first closer to ever do that who was getting comparisons to Mariano Rivera in the first two rounds. And I even saw a writer say, well, to be fair about it, he did look very Mariano-like in the first two rounds. So the first two rounds of what? Who the fuck cares? How many games did the Mets win in the first two rounds? They won seven. Were they all close games, by the way? No, they weren't. The last game was a blowout against the Cubs, if I'm not mistaken. He looked like Mariano in the first. What the fuck difference does that make? He looked Mariano like. What do you? I, I mean, seriously, some of you people on Twitter and Facebook. I know you're. It's one thing to be a Mets fan. There's another thing to be a complete moron. And I know when you're 22 and you have a Twitter account, you think you know everything. I mean, I mean come on, stop it. Did you have an accident when you were a kid? Did you like almost drown? Did you have like one of those episodes where like it wasn't enough to kill you, but you were underwater for like a minute and a half, a minute 45, and you just didn't get oxygen to your brain for just long enough that you were in that developmental stage, and you know it just fucked you up, you know, just down the road. You know, there's just something off about you. My God, look, I know a lot of you look on social media for some sort of meaning for your life because you really don't have a lot of stuff going on. I get all that. I understand. I'm sympathetic to that. I am. Okay. Maybe you do have a purpose in this life to do something significant. Okay. Talking sports is not it. If you think there's a comparison to be made between Joyce Familia and Mariano Rivera, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Nobody under the age of 35 should be eligible for comparison to Mariano Rivera. You got to do it for a long time. You got to be really good at it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Mariano blew some saves in the World Series. I'm not saying he didn't. A couple throwing errors. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, trust me, I watched them. I watched it happen. ALCS against Boston, he had a throwing error. Yeah, I, I remember all that. Okay. Apparently, you compare anybody to Mariano Rivera, who's what's a kid, 23, 24 years old? Now he's Mariano Rivera? What? My God, you gotta stop. Stop trying to be a historian when you don't have any history yourself. Seriously. You know, if, unless, you know, listen, if you're, if you're a certain age or younger, if you're like 25, either do a bunch of homework or shut up about all-time comparisons when it comes to sports. Just knock it off. That's ridiculous. Holy God. Oh, is that terrible? Um... The other thing, real quick, American Pharaoh. I mean, look, I'm, horse racing is not something you're going to hear a lot about. Winning the Triple Crown is the first time since I think 1977. I think it was the first time he did that, uh, or he did that for the first time since that had been done. Um, 77, maybe 78, actually. I think I think Seattle Slew was 77. I think uh, 
I think a firm goes 78. Um, to win the Breeders' Cup Classic on top of that, they're calling it a Grand Slam. Guys, it's never been done before. The Breeders' Cup didn't exist the last time the Triple Crown had been won. The Breeders' Cup is a thing that came about in the uh, mid to late 80s. So, obviously, that's unprecedented. You want to call it a Grand Slam, that's great, whatever. Um, if you're wondering why the horse is now retiring as a three-year-old, it's very simple for breeding. And in horse racing, unfortunately, and this is just an unfortunate part of the sport, but it is a very, it's a very real possibility in the sport. If a horse gets hurt, the horse can die. It's as simple as that. Horses are tough. Horses don't lay down. They sleep standing up. It, it's, 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 a, it's a process. And a trainer one time told a buddy of mine that for a thoroughbred racehorse to run around on the ankles that it has, it's like a human being trying to run around with toothpicks for ankles. Their ankles are not very stable, and they're real heavy up top, and you're, you're going around a curve, and there's other horses there. So a lot of shit that can happen in a racetrack. I mean, a few hundred horses die every year on American racetracks. It's just how it is. Usually a jockey or two also. You don't always hear about it because it's not that big of a deal. Like, you don't, like you know, if some jockey dies in a uh, $5,000 claiming race at Penn National in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania on a Wednesday night, you're not going to hear about that because no one gives a shit. I might hear about it, but, you know, you're probably not going to hear about it. So the reason you retire the horse is for the breeding. And I know what you're thinking, well, maybe they should make a rule that you can't breed them until the horse turns five. You know what they would do? They just they would just have the horse sit and do nothing. It's just, there's just so much money. And now that he's won a Breeders' Cup, Classic, and the Triple Crown, that's never been done before. I mean, he'll, he'll make more money breeding than any horse ever in history. And obviously, with a male, you can do a lot more with the breeding because the, the female can only carry one at a time, whereas the male can make the rounds, if you will. You know, so if, if even if you made a rule, someone said, "Well, you should make a rule to try to get him to race." You know, at least until he's uh, until he's four, make a rule that he can't breed until he's five. They'll just sit him out. That's what they're talking about. This kid Fournette doing from LSU, the running back. You throw about him sitting out. You know, he's that good. He can't be. He can't play in the NFL till after your sophomore year. He's saying, "You know what? Maybe I'll just sit out my sophomore year." That's that's, that's, that's a rumor. I don't. I don't think. I don't know that he's necessarily considering that. But that's what people are suggesting he do. Will he do it or not? I doubt it. I doubt it. You've seen guys where you wish they had done it. You know, like uh, South Carolina, there's two guys, uh, Clowney and Lattimore. They both got hurt. Both those guys are getting hurt. I don't know if Clowney got hurt when he was with South Carolina, but Lattimore did, the running back. Not a bad idea. You can take out an insurance policy on yourself, but then you start, you know, it's, you know, getting hurt is getting hurt. Getting hurt, you know, for these kids, you know, to get hurt, you're, you're going to lose a lot of money because you're going to, you're not going to get, like, you know, you might get an insurance policy on your body and whatnot, but if you don't get drafted out of college, you're not going to get an endorsement deal with Adidas or Reebok or, or anybody, right? So you're better off just being healthy. They can take out an insurance policy on this horse, but he's going to be able to, I mean, horses live for a while. You'll be able to breed for a long time. I think this guy's a lot of money. A lot of money. But he's done racing, so if you, I mean, you think he's going to come back, you just, I mean, with all due respect, you just don't understand how, you just don't understand how horse racing works. And, you know, it, it does kind of suck. It'd be fun to see him keep racing. It absolutely would. But, and like a lot of horses, he lost at Saratoga. He did lose, he did lose the one race to, uh, to, I forget who he lost to, but he lost in the, um, but the Travers in, uh, in Saratoga, which is a very common thing. Saratoga is a track a lot of horses don't like. So, so that's that. All right. College football playoff. Okay. I know you people are going crazy. I understand it. Okay. Don't get carried away, people. Okay. Clemson could be gone. Clemson's number one right now. Clemson could be gone on Saturday. How's that? Real simple. They play at home against Florida State. They're about 12-point favorites, too, which I, I haven't looked at the game that closely, but that seems like an awful lot of points. Florida State's not that bad. Um, I know Florida State lost to Georgia Tech, but that was a freak play, and I, I just I, I don't think I just don't think Clemson's that good. I mean, they, they had to win against Notre Dame. That was in a hurricane, by the way. You do realize that, right? It's not a normal game. And Notre Dame had a two-point conversion at the end of that game to win, or to tie the game. So, I mean, 
It was a tight win against Notre Dame in really bad weather. Other than that, they don't have a lot on their resume. I'm not quite sure I understand it. I, I, I don't. I'm not sure what goes on there. Um, again, and I said this last year, I'm going to tell you right now, and this year especially, you watch. You think that because now you have four teams instead of two? Oh, my God, it's ridiculous. I mean, you think there's not going to be controversy? No, 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 no. No, no, it's just the opposite. Trust me. I mean, there was a little controversy last year with, I think, Ohio State getting in and TCU not getting in. You watch this year. Okay, I mean, there's a bunch of teams that are barking for, you know, for some kind of respect. You know, you got one of the teams in the American Conference now. When Temple lost to Notre Dame, you got rid of one of those undefeated teams. You still have Houston and Memphis that are undefeated. So... I'm sure they have to play each other at some point, either in the regular season or in the title game, because they do have a title game there. So you'll, you could you could have one undefeated team there that's going to end up being very unhappy. That's just how it is. The Big 12, okay? The Big 12 is getting no respect whatsoever, okay? And you watch now. Now, Oklahoma had a terrible loss against Texas. Otherwise, they'd be undefeated, too. And they're playing as well as anybody in that conference right now. It's tough to tell with TCU. It's tough to tell with Baylor because they run the score up. Baylor doesn't have Seth Russell, so how much respect do you give them? You watch what's going to happen there, okay? They're all going to start beating each other. Oklahoma's going to beat TCU or somebody. Uh, TCU's got to go to Oklahoma State this week. They still have to play Baylor. Baylor and TCU cannot both be undefeated. You watch them. They're all going to one-loss each other to death. Watch. And they only got 10 teams in that conference. They don't get a championship game. They've got to get two more teams in that conference to get themselves a championship game because they're not getting any respect right now. And they're not going to have a chance to get that extra big win to put on their resume to send them over the top. Maybe an undefeated TCU team. Maybe an undefeated Baylor team. I know Oklahoma wants to think that they're still in it. They got Oklahoma ranked 15th right now with one loss. Alabama's got one loss. They're the fourth team in this thing. By the way, LSU or Alabama play each other this weekend. So LSU or Alabama, one of them's going to shoot up. Probably the number one. Well, maybe not Alabama. I guess Alabama wouldn't necessarily be number one because they have a loss. LSU would have to go to number one with a win. There's, I, don't, there's, I don't think you can dispute that. Even though Clemson has a tough game themselves. Um, one of them's going to drop out. That's just how it's going to be. Alabama's four right now. I mean, with two losses, they got to pop them out of there. They beat LSU. LSU probably drops out. Alabama moves up to at least three or two or whatever. I mean, there's a lot of shit. The bottom line is there's just so much stuff that has to happen right now. You can't get carried away with this stuff. The Clemson-Florida State game is an elimination game as far as I'm concerned. Okay, there's no possible way that one of those teams could lose that game. If Florida State loses, they'd have two losses in the ACC, gone. If Clemson loses, they would have lost to Florida State, and they wouldn't have a chance to play Florida State again because they're in the same division. So they wouldn't even face each other in the ACC championship game. I don't mean the same conference. I mean the same division of the same conference. They're in the same division of the ACC. That's why they're playing now. So they wouldn't play each other in the ACC title game. So a loss from Clemson pretty much knocks them out because if Florida State doesn't lose, they'd go to the championship game. Clemson wouldn't even get a championship game in the ACC. One loss in the ACC, probably not good enough. This weekend, TCU, Oklahoma State, both play each other, both undefeated. They won't both be undefeated after this weekend. I can't see a team with one loss in the, in the Big 8, or big, big 8, oh my God, Big 12, getting there. I said, I think TCU is, is actually ranked eight. That's why I'm, so, I'm sorry about that. And the Big 12, that used to be, that used to be the Big 8. But the Big 12 with one loss late in the season? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. So you probably have a 3.30, two elimination games. Um, obviously, the, uh, LS, the uh, Alabama-LSU game is uh, your marquee matchup. I was bitching and moaning a little bit on Twitter because they have got, ABC has got, for, they got, again, for the 8 o'clock games, the third time in four weeks, they've got, um, they got Ohio State. 
And Ohio State's home against Minnesota, like 24, 25, 26 point favorites. I mean, it's a shitty game. And I'm saying, wait a second, you got Florida State, Clemson, and you got uh, even TCU, Oklahoma State. They don't want to go up against Alabama and LSU. They're like basically, basically the Ohio State game is like a sacrificial lamb this week. We'll give you a Midwestern game, number one team in the country, or they were number one in the country, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They're not even going up against Alabama, LSU. It's that big of a game. They flex that game into uh, CBS at 8 o'clock. That tells you something right there. CBS flexes it at prime time. So um, that'll be the game to watch, obviously. I think there'll be more points scored in that game than people think. If, if that total is anywhere under 50, I, w- I would give you the over. I gave you a bad pick last week with the Packers. That was They were, they were just awful last week. So I think it's the first bad one I gave you this, this, uh, this year, actually. So I would expect a little bit more scoring there. The key is the LSU quarterback. The L- they're going to be able to run the ball a little bit. Alabama does not do well with the spread offenses. Tennessee, a couple weeks ago, was able to move the ball effectively. They were able to run it. They were able to throw it. Okay, if the LSU quarterback is accurate, okay, that is the key. If he's accurate, LSU's got a fighter's chance here. If he starts getting sloppy, Alabama will pick the ball off on you, and it can get ugly. But I think both teams will move the ball on each other. LSU's defense isn't that great anyway. Uh, The Miami play against Duke, look, they don't change outcomes after the games. They just don't. I know some of you are pissed off. I know there's people that want to say the, the kid on Miami was down, whatever. I, they, they, guys, they don't do stuff like that. That happened one time in an episode of the Brady Bunch. I mean, that shit just doesn't go on like that. I'm sorry, but it just doesn't. So all you people wanting the officials' heads and whatnot, uh, you know what? I've been saying all year these officials are not very good. Um, I don't know where you guys are just now figuring this out, but the officials are just, I mean, especially college football are so bad. They can't even get it right on a replay. I mean, they really can't. Uh, so... I mean, to me, there's nothing, there's nothing surprising about it. Um, I didn't see that the kid was down clearly, but apparently there's an angle that shows he was. Hey, what do you want? You know, they missed another call. They missed a lot of calls. You know? And by the way, if you had the under in that game, you were pissed off. That sent the game over the total to so that really fucked over. All the underbetters got fucked in that game. But that's, that's, it happens like that. There's shit of it. So the officials in football, college and pro, are not very good. You know, sometimes you, you fuck up a play where they had 15 laterals. It happens. It's going to keep happening. Which, the officials are bad. I mean, you know, come on. There's an example every week of how bad they are. Sorry. Um, NFL, real quick. The one thing that stood out to me, the Green Bay-Denver game, something's wrong with the Packers. You know, they're coming off a bye week. They only put up 10 points. I know the Denver defense is good. I, I was, I've was, i been nothing but complimentary to their defense. I just think Peyton Manning doesn't have it anymore. Okay? But their defense on Green Bay was absolutely awful on Sunday night. The middle of the field was wide open. It wasn't just passing plays either. I mean, they were able to run the ball with impunity, including a play where they get an offensive pass interference Negates a touchdown for Denver. Backs him up to the 15-yard line. And the very next play, Denver runs off left tackle straight into the end zone. And the kid is barely untouched. I mean, that's fucking ridiculous. And think about this. This was coming off of a bye week. And the bye week came a week after the Packers faced Phillip Rivers and gave up 500 yards to him. Something's not right there. Something's not right. I mean, they were my preseason pick to win the Super Bowl. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to bail on them now. Teams go through lulls. I get all that. But you know what? The Cardinals are playing well. The Seahawks are playing a lot better than they were to start the year. Carolina Panthers are still undefeated. Those two teams actually square off Green Bay and Carolina at 1 o'clock on Sunday. Okay? Green Bay better figure it out. You know, there's people picking the Vikings to be a, a playoff team now. The Vikings have had a very soft schedule. Very, very soft. So, I mean, I just, that, that to me, that, that's the one game that stood out to me. It wasn't really a great week of games. I know the Giants, the Giants-New Orleans game was fun, but... If you're either one of those teams, you can't be giving up seven touchdowns in the NFL. I'm sorry. And the Giant, and the and look, the Giant, the Giants punter made a blunder. First of all, keep the ball out of bounds, you dope. And second of all, don't get a fucking face max penalty called on you. Oh my god. 
And that's, that, that right there is day one shit. All you got to do is not let the guy return the ball to field goal range and the game goes to overtime. Okay, and you know what, you know what a really good way to be would be to not let him return the ball into field goal range? Don't let him field it. Just don't let him field it at all. But they, first you let him field it, and then you decide you got to tackle him. And I know there's some, you know, there was some, you know, the, the coverage wasn't great. Okay, I get it, whatever. Okay, don't, I mean, you're going to drag him down by his, by his face right in front of the ref? What do you think's going to happen? That was a bad job by Brad Wing. Real bad job. Um, the last thing here is this. And if you follow me on Twitter, you follow me on Twitter at BCAK, the man. By now you know that I am a big fan of shitting all over one American company, and that's Uber. Uber is a fucking scam. I'm sorry. I mean, it has fucked over driver after driver after driver. And there was an incident with a guy getting in the backseat of a car in California. He starts smacking the shit out of the driver. You've probably seen the video by now. It's gone viral. Blah, blah, blah. His name is Benjamin Golden, who is a... He was a senior VP of marketing at Taco Bell, of all places. Okay? And now, all of a sudden... Now, all of a sudden, everyone cares about Uber drivers. Why? Because one of them got his ass kicked on fucking on YouTube? I'm sorry. That's bullshit. Okay? Because Uber's fucking with drivers all around. Fucking drivers all around the country every single day. And for you guys to all of a sudden act like there's a hashtag running around Twitter, so somehow you're a good guy because you're threatening to boycott Taco Bell. I'm sorry. That's fucked up. What Uber's done has been well documented. Okay? They mislead drivers before they drive. They've engaged in predatory lending. They flooded the streets with too many drivers, including New Year's Eve and holidays and shit like that, taking guys away from their families and whatnot so they can make no money. It's fucking ridiculous. Okay? They make it impossible for these guys to earn a legitimate living. Okay? And I've heard all the excuses. Nobody's making you drive for, for Uber. It's that simple. Oh, really? Okay, how's this? Your daughter goes to college. She needs a job. She gets a job at a bar. No guarantee if she quits this job at the bar, she'll get another job at any other bar. Okay? After she works there for a while, the manager tells her she has to start cleaning toilets. Okay, then the next week the manager tells her, hey, listen, you got to kick back, uh, you got to kick back, uh, you know, 30, 40% of your, of your tips to me if you want to keep working here. Manager slaps her on the ass. Manager grabs her tit once in a while. You know, real creepy, real creepy, you know, physically intimidating bullshit. Is that okay? Because, I mean, she can quit anytime she wants to, right? Right? It's, it doesn't matter what a company does to its people. They can quit whenever they want to. You go fuck yourself. That's the most simplistic, most ridiculous, ju- just flat out stupid, defensive way of explaining away a really fucked up company. I'm sorry. Okay? You've had people that quit their jobs to drive for this fucking company and then had the fucking rug pulled out from under them when the prices got cut basically in half. Okay? You had guys buy fleets of cars to drive for this company. With Uber's help in a lot of cases. Okay? People have had to move out of their fucking homes because this company screwed them over. You've had marriages get fucked up. You've had holidays and birthdays get ruined because of the company. Okay? And you seem cheapos. And I mean you are fucking cheap. Okay, who use it all the time without even thinking about tipping the driver. Now you think a couple of tweets demanding that Benjamin Golden be fired somehow makes you a, a humanitarian? It doesn't. Of course you tweet about it, though. Of course you tweet about it. Because tweeting about it doesn't cost you a fucking dime. You want to use Uber? Go ahead. Go ahead and use Uber. I'm not telling you not to use Uber. You don't want to tip? Go ahead. That's your right not to tip. But don't go on the internet with some cause du jour like you actually give a shit about other people. Have you probably haven't been to a fucking Taco Bell since college, and now you're pushing 40. But look out, you're boycotting. Okay? It's meaningless. Okay? You guys are pathetic. Your followers, you're weak, and you know what? You're all talking. You're not even talking in person. You're talking on the internet, okay? You act like typing some holier-than-thou rhetoric on a computer is suitable for actually treating people the right A suitable substitute for treating people the right way. Okay? You make me sick. You know, it's like, it's like the girl 
It's like the girl who's always posting things on Facebook about relationships. You know, true love. You know, when you really care about somebody, you make sacrifices, you know, it's equal parts. You guys are equal partners. You care about them more than you care about yourself. But when she actually gets a boyfriend, she treats the boyfriend like shit. Like Halle Berry. Okay? Disrespectful. Letting friends be disrespectful to him. Acting like he's a convenience. Not making him a priority. Treating him like fucking garbage. Okay? But in real life, okay, in real life, okay, she can't get it together. But on the internet, you'd think she has it all together. Okay? On Facebook, she's a relationship genius. And that's you people. Okay? Don't act like you actually give a shit about Uber drivers now by posting a couple of hashtags about, about, about you know, some guy who's a VP of marketing. Great. He's white. The driver is... Not white, what, you know, what the fuck ever, guys. Posting a couple tweets threatening not to eat tacos until the guy gets fired doesn't make you a good person when you turn a blind eye. All the fucked up shit Uber's done to its drivers and when you continue to stiff them. I'm sorry, it doesn't. Okay, you want to impress me? You want to show, you, show me how much you care about an Uber driver? Come out of your pocket this holiday season for 20 bucks. Say, here, go buy your kid something nice. Go ahead. Put this with, your, with the Christmas fund. Go ahead. Okay? You're not going to do that, though. Okay, the guy was getting fired whether you tweeted about it or not. So you can stop patting yourselves on the back. The minute that camera showed his face, he was done. He was probably done anyway because Uber tracks all the customers. But because you saw it on YouTube, you're going to jump on some bullshit bandwagon and act like all of a sudden you fucking care about Uber drivers? You don't care about anybody. Okay, stop it. Unlike tipping, tweeting is free. And that's why a lot of you are so enthusiastic about one and not the other. Bottom line. That's all the time we got this week on The Air Attack. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you check out FableLabel.com. Always pleasant. Make sure you check out FableLabel.com. FableLabel combining the Thomas popularity of the t-shirt with modern innovative designs allowing you to stand off from the crowd today. Also, make sure you check out The Air Attack. All the great podcasts and articles and all the great content each and every week on HasBeenSports.com. Facebook.com slash The Air Attack. Twitter at BCAK The Man. How about the Royals, huh? Runners up one year, World Series champions the next. Maybe this is appropriate. This is Beads with Dynasty. I am BC The Man. I'll see you guys next week on The Air Attack. Bitch, I feel like a champion. It's about that time my reign began. Been on the winning streets since they saw me again. Dog, my man, I tell you, could you fuck with them? This is my premiere. I got it rocking here. Put up MJ numbers over my career. I'm from Chicago. Ho, let's get it clear. The city game been the same since Rack was here. Since Rose came, I saw the whole game. I'm all on the highest level, bitch, Hall of Fame. They try to write me off. I bet they call it shame. They want to see me fall like all the man. But I'm also man. What with the hate on him? Trying to bring another banner to the stadium. Bitch, I want my statue. MJ, I'm as great as him. I want my parade ain't grandpa, country flow, I'm that hot. Tell me how I survived the odds. Should I be behind bars in the gray yard? Shot up, then interrogated, her locked up. Yeah, I throw my block up. How them boys gon' stop us? When the game on the line, I leave it all on the floor. Every time I drop a joint, I come back hotter than before. Michael Joy, Derek Rose, every night, that's the show. This a reign of a champion, I'm going Champion, I'm going for the gold. Let's go. Team DME, we too deep. 140, we too street. It's the big game. What's the two P? Team on my back, MVP. Bitch, the ball hard, I got true game. I ball like Mike in the blue game. I put off, I get like Lou Kane. Loose cannon, I'm the truth, man. Every time I drop a joint, I'm coming hotter than before. Bitch, the game on the line, I'm going for it. Fourth and go. Here we go. Huddle up. Can't nobody fuck with us. Fuck that 
suck it up a couple seconds on the clock. Get the play from Coach Doc. As the whole arena watch, I'ma take us to the top. I'ma hit that winning shot. I'ma make that final stop. Yeah, it's Team D and me. Tell me how we gon' be stopped. When the game on the line, I leave it all on the floor. Every time I drop a joint, I come back hotter than before. Michael Jordan, Derrick Rose. Every night, that's the show. There's a reign of a champion. I'm going for the go. When the game on the line, I leave it all on the floor. Every time I drop a joint, I come back hotter than before. Michael Jordan, Derrick Rose. Every night, that's the show. There's a reign of a champion. I'm going for the go. Let's go. Third verse, that's a three-peat. This be lunch, three-piece. Replay, repeat. We first see y'all worst see. We cruise through it like a PT. We NBA, y'all P. I'm all pro, I'm D-Rose, you somebody we ain't never heard before Okay, you more like her minor, bitch I'm from the shot like Will Bynum Bitch, I'm a threat like Al-Qaeda, I want that ring, that's my title Tell me who can't get Al-Final, be throwing that nigga, then I'll sign him Bitch, I'm a legend, I'm timeless, when you talking about great, then I define it Triangle offense, I designed it, shit, I'm something like Tex Winter My flow cold like next winter, next December, this is dinner Maybe y'all will end up next winter, right now we them champions you looking at a dynasty, it's about that time my reign begins. When the game on the line, I leave it all on the floor. Every time I drop a joint, I come back hotter than before. Michael Jordan, Derrick Rose, every night, that's the show. There's a reign of a champion, I'm going for the go. When the game on the line, I leave it all on the floor. Every time I drop a joint, I come back hotter than before. Michael Jordan, Derrick Rose, every night, that's the show. The fourth college football playoff national championship game.
You're listening to The Air Attack with BC the Man on HasBeenSports.com. I know Hey, what's up, guys? The Attack is brought to you by Fable Label. Come on, any timeless popularity, the T-shirt with modern, innovative designs, allowing you to stand up in the crowd today. If you're not a fan of Fable Label, trust me, you soon will be. If that I'm wearing Fable Label right now, so can you. Check them out at FableLabel.com. Shout out to everybody has been sports down in Nashville. Um, we got a busy week here. i got a new world champion. There's a new Uber story, which has gone pretty much viral. We'll get to that a little bit later. College football. Um... The college football playoff rankings are out. Everybody's all a tizzy as if it means anything right now. Um, but a couple of things before we get to that. First of all, Chloe and Lamar and James, apparently, somehow Chloe Car-